Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Hey friends, welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market working for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Okay, guys, this is episode 10. It's episode 10. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm happy and excited. I wouldn't, I don't know, 10 seems like far away and we made it to double digits. Yes. And it feels like it's different vibe now because it's actually released in the world. So now people have actually given us feedback. I'm a little more nervous. Yeah, I'm like, I know people are actually going to listen to this. So this morning, we had two emails with episode topic requests. Oh. So that's exciting that that's starting to happen. That's amazing. Yeah. It's different. Okay, tell us who we're here with. Okay, so we're here with Blake Guichet. Good job. Okay, Blake Guichet. I met Blake at a friend's wedding, Mm -hmm. and we became really good friends, and we were very similar in a lot of ways and she recently helped me with my logo and my website which I'm super excited to talk about also and I follow Blake on Instagram and Blake has a podcast called Confessions of a Crappy Christian which I like the name of thank yes. you it's a good name <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a great name very relatable and so I knew when we were talking about like hustle and work and all of that we had to have you on the podcast mm-hmm. so that's I'm really excited that we made it happen now that summer is over yes. and you have life back. <laughs> the main reason when I thought of you for hustle is because on your Instagram, you actually have anti-hustle mm-hmm. written. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us why anti-hustle. So last year, I bought the hustle culture message, hook, line, and sinker. Okay. Like... Read the books, listened to the speakers, bought in on the lifestyle, even like knowing truth. Talk about you. Yeah. Okay. You, you talk yeah. about whatever you want to talk <laughs> yeah. about. Though. I just realized, I was like, oh, I didn't ask that. You, you go, go um, for it. Yeah. Okay, so knowing truth, knowing where my worth and identity lie, abandoned that and allowed my worth to become completely consumed by what I could achieve, what level of success I could reach, how hard I could work, and actually put my body in danger. Like it was a a mental issue, obviously, but I ended up at the doctor with like adrenal failure. Right. Um, From how hard you were working. How hard I was working. Not taking care of yourself. Not resting stressed out all the time. I struggle with generalized anxiety disorder yes. already. And so this was that on steroids. Yes. 
Yes. Um, and so, I mean, crashed and burned. Was totally, like, foggy. Couldn't, like, keep my eyes open. I was irritable. I was miserable to the point that my husband, who I think has been to the doctor five times in his 37 years of life, was like, you need to go. It's time. To yeah. the doctor. Like, something is wrong. What do you think introduced you to that? Like, how did the, how did your love for the hustle start? Was it you starting your company? Like, what was it? No, because I've been in business. So, I'm a graphic designer, a branding designer now. But before that, I was a wedding planner. Oh. Right. For like 10 years. So, I had been self-employed entrepreneur for like my entire 20s. Yeah. So, this wasn't a new concept of like being my own boss. It was a very popular prominent yes figure yes in hustle culture who I fell in love with Mm -hmm. and believed that I could achieve what she had achieved and went for it was that the draw was it trying just oh I can mirror this and get there somebody else did it with four kids and right and you could do it too right and I love that because it ties so much of what we have talked about on the podcast so far is that people find other people and try to be like that person exactly instead of trying to find what works for them and how if your goal monetarily is less than somebody else's that's okay Mm -hmm. because it has to fit your life your family what works for you and having you know there's a difference between a mentor and an idol a hundred percent so true and people just idolize Mm -hmm. you know people that they think have it all together Mm -hmm. and really even if you met your idol you would realize that there might be things in their life that you don't want or it's just not how you operate we were laughing because katie at one point even had hustle on her screensaver yeah i did too yeah well and i'm I'm not in on either side of an argument about hustle i the word to means to me something that probably doesn't mean to everyone else but i liked that it was like hey when i got to that computer i could work and that Mm -hmm. was important and Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made me feel good, but I also wasn't, like, driving myself into the ground. Right. Well, and I think it's important to differentiate because, I mean, the title of this podcast is Hustle Humbly. So yeah. you don't want to, like, totally, you know, I don't I don't want to discount that. It's just that. a word. Well, I think it's when it, com- when it changes from a word to a mind and heart yep. set. And so we, I talk about that a lot on my podcast and on my platform, that hustle is a mindset and it's a heart set. And rest is a mindset and a heart set. And hard work is biblical. Hard work is good. Hard work is important. But you can work hard out of a place of rest and knowing what your identity is and who you are in your own right and be probably significantly more effective than you are if you're hustling yourself into the ground you're making everyone around you miserable you're Mm -hmm. you know burning your body out burnout is so prevalent and so real and we're like doing terrible sometimes irreversible harm to our bodies just with burnout Mm -hmm. right when you went to the doctor, mm-hmm. what was the advice that they gave you when they told you what was going on with you? Yeah, so I, my cortisol levels were like off the charts. Um, my adrenals were like failing. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> and these are things they can actually test for. Yes. I had like a huge blood panel done. And my doctor was like, I don't know how you're standing up. Like right. my vitamin levels were ridiculous, like low. 
So, I mean, I did. I got put on a lot of medications, medications. Mm-hmm. um, which I've successfully, outside of the vitamins, been able to, like, wean off of over yeah. the last year. But, I mean, my doctor was basically like, you have to chill out. Yeah, rest. You gotta, you gotta calm down. He literally prescribed you to rest. Rest. And to just, like, let it go for a few minutes. Yeah. And having, like, the, like, minor amount of medical knowledge that I have, I was able to look at my results and be like, this isn't okay. This is not okay. And that was a turning point for me. What's funny is recently, like, in the last year, I have struggled a little bit more with anxiety. And I think that in the past, you know, you know, I'm very driven and very, like, motivated. And sometimes that can feel like anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I have to sometimes sit down and be like, is that anxiety or is that drive? Mm -hmm. Because you have this, like, anxious sensation that drives you forward to achieve and do what you need to do, which is healthy in some ways. But it's funny because in February 2019, I gave up caffeine. Mm. I did it for Lent. Mm -hmm. And I felt like a new person once the withdrawals and headaches and all of that went away. And then on one of your podcasts, you talked about the science behind caffeine. Mm -hmm. And when Easter came, which is, you know, usually when I celebrate whatever I gave up for Lent, um... I never went back. Yeah. I was like, it makes sense that caffeine blocks the neurons yep. that can actually, that calm you down and, right? Isn't yep. that kind of what it is? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've been off of caffeine for like three years now. Wow. I'll have the occasional coffee. Yeah. And I drink a lot of decaf because I actually am like, you like, like you're a coffee, coffee drinker. Yes. But yeah. And now of course I can't remember all of the like spe- specifics of the science, but it's, it's significant, mm-hmm. especially if you struggle with any kind of mental health, anxiety, depression, anything like that. It is combating not only your body trying to help you kind of heal itself, but it can combat your medication, mm. oh. which once I learned that, I take Zoloft. And once I learned that, I was like, wait, yeah, <laughs> I'm taking this medicine and this then is counteracting it. Right, exactly. So I think it's good to know, like, if you are struggling with anxiety or depression or anything like that, that affects your business, that affects your family, it affects everything. And people are so quick to not even think about just the things that they're eating and drinking. And we did a whole topic on self-care and boundaries. Yes. And I heard this guy on another podcast, I don't even know what podcast, say... You know, there's all these people out there that are drinking 12 Diet Cokes a day and having, you know, 200 grams of sugar a day. And then they're like, I don't know why I feel like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, you have to take care of yourself. Right. Why do I feel like aspects. garbage? Oh, because I'm eating garbage. garbage right. right. Oh, I had someone say to me once, junk in, junk out. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Yep. Mm, so... When you got diagnosed with adrenal fatigue or failure, <laughs> Both, um, yeah. like all of that, <laughs> had you started Magnolia Inc.? Yes. Okay. How long had you been running that company? About a year. Okay. That kind of makes sense. Because mm-hmm. we, we also speak on how in the beginning, when you're launching, it's when you're... everything. Yes. Yes. The launch is such a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah. managing those hours. And how old were your kids at that time? One and three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you launched a business, and this is what led to adrenal fatigue also. Just See, a lot. I mean, it was a lot, and but it's funny because I say a lot when we talk about the hustle that I actually have more on my plate now oh. 
than I did when I crashed and burned. Okay. I mean, Magnolia Inc. is still, like, up and running and thriving. I have a podcast. Yes. I'm, I've been writing a book for, like, two years now. Okay. That'll, I mean, that'll happen eventually. I volunteer more. I have more on my plate, but kind of going back to when we were talking about hustle and rest being heart and mindsets, functioning out of a place where rest is a priority. I rest mm. to work. I don't work to rest. Okay. That I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know what God says about me. It doesn't... Because you're resting, you can actually do more than you were doing before. So much more productive. And handle it. You can handle the load without totally collapsing. Yeah. Okay. How does that work, though? You have a set schedule. Do you, like, have scheduled rest? How do you keep from regressing? It's really hard. Right? It's really hard. It's It's not like you're cured now. No. It's not like (laughs) it's the easiest thing in the world for me now. Because if you have that in you to want to, if you have ambition, Mm -hmm. it doesn't go away. No. Mm -hmm. You you could slip right back into, I've got to do all the things. Right. Exactly. And I do. And I have. Absolutely. I've, like, I've hit the wall and realized, oh, I, I haven't taken care of myself at all. And honestly, a lot of the time it traces back to that... I think that I can do it all. Yeah. And the reality is that I can't. I'm not supposed to. No one is. Nobody is. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm, I have really great time management skills and I know that about myself and I know what is important and I know, I actually just was talking on my Instagram not that long ago about I have like my five non-negotiables, which are like, take your medicine, move your body, drink water, get in the word. And go to bed on time. Mm, okay. Those are my day-to-day non-negotiables. And That's those awesome. are kind of built-in things that help me from regressing. That's mm-hmm. good. And when one of them falls off, yeah, I can like, feel myself start to yeah. backslide. Yeah, okay. and your husband's like, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Which, which one's missing? <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Fix it. Back. Right. Back. Yeah, done. And I know that you're speaking the truth because even this summer I had reached out to you and was like, hey, let's get together. And like your answer was, the kids are home this summer. Um, you didn't say no, but you didn't say yes. You let me know that not right now. Yeah. And then when the kids went back to school, we just immediately. Had brunch. I mean, yeah. they went to school and that <laughs> week like, we were like, back home. let's we take had out. brunch. And I was like, she's sticking to what she knows she needs to do. Mm-hmm. And. Your boundaries are there. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, too, like, you know, I have lunch by myself once a week. So good. And lunch is, like, a big thing in our industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. We're yeah. very social. Yeah, and you're like always, like, who are you lunching with? Where are you going? Who are you seeing and talking to? What relationships are you building? But once, sometimes twice a week, if my email's out of control, I have not earned the right mm. to go to lunch. Mm. It's like, if my email is under control... Yeah, what do you consider out of control, though? You're such an email. (laughs) Five emails in my inbox. My email is out of control. It's so funny how subjective that particular thing is. Absolutely. Email, when I have seen other realtors or other humans with... Their little, you badge. know, alert badge that says you have one thousand emails. No, on. absolutely not. <gasps> like a red one thousand no. would mm-hmm. would blow my mind. No, fifty mm-hmm. in my inbox is where it's like, ooh, things have gotten way out of because my inbox is my to do list. Exactly. Yeah. And if it gets to fifty, like if I've had a few days of like appointments or a couple of yeah. days of vacation or whatever it is, when it gets to fifty and it's not on the first page. Mm-hmm. 
then a thousand? I'm just scrapping it. I give right. up. Right. I would literally start a whole new just email address. Just a whole new email address. I'm done here. So I might have to change out. careers. Like it, just would, it would be the no. end. Yeah. Not to shame people that have a thousand. I just couldn't handle that. No. Yeah. Well, in my Gmail class, I was... I just did at our office, I explained to them that the red number, some of them thought the red number is how many emails you have. Mm-mm. But that's just how many you haven't opened. Right. <laughs> like, friends, you've got to address that. You've got to address it. <laughs> or just get off those lists. I mean, most of that's junk, right? right? I mean, but you still have to weed through it to get yeah. to the stuff you need to really respond to. Right. right. And I say that to say one of my non-negotiables is my email. It is. Like, yeah. for me, if my email is not is out of control, if I'm taking too long to get something back to somebody... I have not earned the right to go to lunch with friends. I have not earned the right to go get a pedicure. Yeah. Like, until this is done, I'm not available. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it sucks and sometimes I miss out. But it teaches me that if I use my time better, I can go to lunch whenever I want. I can do whatever I want. And so it just kind of goes back to the boundaries. Um, So you don't really have set hours. I do. You do? Mm-hmm. Tell us well, about Tell them. us what they are. <laughs> yeah. Give it to us. That's, I mean, that's a big boundary for me. And I've, I'm a recovering people pleaser. Okay. But I am in very advanced recovery, okay. I would say. I've come really, really far. I tell the story a lot about, I used to be such a crippling people pleaser. And this is partnered with anxiety. That yeah. There were days I couldn't go get gas in my car out of fear of standing at the pump and what the people around me would think. What? So that wow. crippling yeah. anxiety. And now, I mean, you're my friend. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I literally don't give a crap. No. About anything. You've come so far. I've come so far. And it's Jesus. And it's therapy. And it's medicine. Yeah. And it's a lot of hard work. I think we forget that those personal development things and growth in areas of struggle, I mean, it takes work. Mm-hmm. It's yes. not, it doesn't just drop in your lap. Right. right. <laughs> Even right. if you're doing all of the things, you're doing the counseling and you're doing the digging in, you still have to work on it. And so all that was a tangent to say, now I have very established boundaries. My email signature has my office hours in oh, it. Oh, that's good. Awesome. So, I mean, if somebody emails me out of those hours... They know. They know. Their expectations are set properly. And those office hours are Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 9.30 to 1.30. Okay. That I am, that doesn't mean that's when I'm, the only time I'm working, but that is when I am readily accessible for people. Right. Okay. That's when you're available. That is when I am available to like, you can shoot me a text and I will answer immediately. You can email me and I will answer immediately. Outside of that, you have to schedule time with me. Mm Mm-hmm. And that time gets allotted to doing creative work, mm-hmm. pursuing, you know, my own personal dreams, being with my family, doing housework, mm-hmm. what, you know, all of the other things. All of the other stuff. things. But I'm not at my client's beck and call outside of those hours. Oh my God, that's amazing. I know. It's such a different lifestyle, obviously, yeah. because we deal with the general public's perception of realtors work all the time. I mean... It's just because you work on the weekend or you do an open house. It's sort of the door is open, but you have to set those. And we sort of talked about it in the boundaries. You have to set it yourself. Right. So there are realtors that can easy get to burnout because they don't set it at all. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, I'm at everyone's beck and call all the time. And then there's others who work office hours and can make it work. You can make it work. Yeah. Yeah. And yours may be more extensive than mine. In some ways and in some ways, no. I think that we have done it to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. 
We were for sure. in one of our earlier episodes. The stat from the National Association of Realtors is that thirteen percent of licensees make it to year five. Wow! It's a very small number of people who get their real estate license and who make it to year five. Wow! Because they're burning out. They're they're burning out. They're not making the money. They're disappointed. Their expectations weren't set right. Finances, all all of that. Yeah, all of that. However, if you're not treating it like a business, the burnout is going to happen so much faster. You're never going to survive. Like, how can you possibly be that available your whole life? You can't. No, you can't. And I think that goes for anybody that has started their own business. They want to be the best. They're on the high of the newness. They're an entrepreneur. They want to never miss a phone call, never miss a client, and in doing so, get to this place of exhaustion, mm-hmm. which ruins their energy, depletes the excitement, and next thing you know, it's just, you want out. Yeah. And people are not setting boundaries. Yeah, and I'm not saying that setting boundaries is is easy. Right. By, by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I definitely, right. I've gotten pushback from clients in the past that want to have access to me at all hours of the day and do you fire clients I have yeah in the past sometimes you can't set them right right I've gotten really good between wedding planning industry and dealing with brides (laughs) (laughs) bridezilla brides and trans you know so I was doing graphic design at that time too but very like kind of under the radar and then once it kind of flourished into a full business of its own I've learned to kind of pick up a I do it I they don't realize they're being interviewed but I interview clients okay the same way they interview me mm-hmm. and I can pick up pretty quickly on mm, that's mm, not a fit this is not a fit and here's the thing I'm doing both of us a disservice and I feel like this maybe translates into real estate world yeah. but like I'm doing them a disservice and myself a disservice to bring on a client that I don't, I know we're not going to work well in the future, and like wasting our time, right? Right. Because there is the right fit out there for them. There is a designer out there who has their inbox and their text messages open twenty four seven. And if that's right. what you want, go find them. Yeah, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I want to ask a question about Instagram, yeah. specifically. Okay, I've watched your stories, mm-hmm. and you you are great on video, and you talk to your you know followers. Tell me, like, how that's been, what it's been like to have people, I mean, what what do they slide into your DMs and say? Like, what, does it fuel you? Does sometimes that make you feel overwhelmed? Like, what, what do you get out of that? Yeah. I can remember when I recorded my first video, and I was like, this is the worst. Because, like, <laughs> everybody that's a big name in the Instagram game or whatever tells you, like, Insta Stories is everything, Right. right. And they've been saying that for years, and so I can remember the first time I was like, okay, gotta do it. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do <laughs> this. Like yourself. And out. I like did it, and I'm like, I hated it. It was horrible. <laughs> like, I never wanna do that again. And I had a really, really small following at the time. Not that I have a giant following now, but I had a really small following at the time, and people loved it. Yes. They loved it. Because they, it's real. Because it's real, and it's your face, and they feel like they're connecting with you. And so that has grown over, I guess I've been in the Instagram game for like two years now. Which I feel like is is earlier than, like, I feel like I'm new to Instagram. 
yeah. in some ways. There's no, like, I mean... It's not like it's been... Like, I feel like you were one of the first friends I had that was, like, into it. Yeah. Using all the features and yeah. doing all the things. Yeah. 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 Like, I was like, I didn't even know Instagram could do this. And Blake's doing all this magic on her Instagram. <laughs> right. It is magic. But does, it, is. it fuels you when the people have the good feedback. Well, yeah, obviously. You know, and there has to be, like, a healthy balance there as well that people are so kind and so encouraging. And my hope and my heart for my platform and my space is to build it to be an actual community. I want people to feel like they know me because they do. And I want them to, you know, feel like they can talk to me or whatever. Right. Um, But, I mean, people are terrible on the internet, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obviously. And there have been plenty of times I have a whole highlight reel that's literally called Unpopular Opinions. (laughs) And that's where the, like, not really caring and knowing, you know... I think that we get this really backwards view of what Jesus and his message was about. And it was the truth. And his truth was unpopular a lot of the time. And that continues to carry forward thousands of years later. And I don't, that sounds like I'm likening myself to Jesus. And I don't mean that at all. But just that, you know. Sometimes things are unpopular. Yeah. And uncomfortable. And so people feel inclined or like they have the right to come after me yeah and I mean it is what it is I mean it's the the ratio of ugly to kind and encouraging is very unbalanced Mm -hmm. right because you get more kind way more so it makes it okay um I don't know if I would say it makes it okay because like and I try to remind people that I'm a human being right yeah and that there is more to my life than these little squares yeah Mm -hmm. um because it's easy to forget that. When somebody is choosing vulnerability and openness yeah. in their space, it's really easy, I think, to think you know everything. Right. And they, they don't. No. Um, but, you know, anytime I, I, you know, I staunchly don't talk about politics in my space mm-hmm. because I think that it's divisive and somebody yeah. is going to feel unwelcome. It's not the space. And it's not the space for that. But I will talk about social issues or... yeah. You know, I get I get pushed back about hustle culture, like going after hustle culture. Right. Right. So, I mean. It's very interesting. It is. So, do you feel like now you like to do the videos, or do you just do them because you know you need to do them, or where, like. I've gotten a lot more comfortable with it, yeah. obviously. And being, you know, having a podcast, I'm more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I go, I go back and forth between being more comfortable talking and being more comfortable writing. And oh, I just kind okay. of honor that. Like, yeah. and you can kind of watch there's an ebb and flow in my space where I'm writing all of my thoughts and the things that I want to yeah. share, and then I'll transition into speaking mm-hmm. them. And I think it's just about not forcing it. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to. Yeah, and that's something I've always loved about you is that you're very in tune with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how you're feeling and what's going on. And if you're feeling extra anxious, you know you shouldn't have that coffee today. Yeah. And if you're in a good space, you know that you can give yourself permission to do this. You are good at holding yourself accountable mm-hmm. from what I see. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure. I know you're not perfect and I know that you have struggles. And I just think that more people need to be aware of how they're feeling and why they feel that way so that they can recognize it, remedy it, and just block out all of the people that they're listening to. Absolutely. And focus on themselves. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, that's a hard thing to do. It's a very hard thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I think, but especially as we, we as women, um, I just shared 
I just spent a really long time on my Instagram and my blog and on my podcast talking about like cycle syncing. Yeah. That like we as women go through these like four seasons through a month. Yeah. That is biological and scientific and nobody taught it to us. No. <laughs> and and it's it's not even about like your I mean it's about your body but it's so much more than that. And and so learning about that and learning there's going to be a week that I feel more administrative. Yes. There's going to be a week that I feel like nesting. Yes. There's going to be a week that I'm like I can conquer the world, come at me, let's go and honoring that. Right. And and like instead of for, we force ourselves to be at the same level of energy and the same capabilities for four weeks in a row and our body's like I can't do it like well, please right. stop. and then when we have an off week we're like angry with ourselves right we're like what yeah. the hell like, yeah like where's my energy why do I feel so bad why am I so tired right unrealistic expectations yeah it's and like, and unfair yeah. well it's totally unfair and it's set up not I don't mean this in a bad way at all but men reset every 24 hours right exactly so the system and the mindset of the collective yep. is set to 24 hours yep. when women need all that yes space in between like you need the whole week of this and then the whole week yes. of, like you i would love to know how to set myself up for that i can't figure it out okay mm-hmm. there's an app oh let's it's hear called it yeah. my flow oh well okay which sound it's f-l-o okay but it literally notifies you when you enter a new phase. Mm. Follicular, ovulatory, like and whatever. I feel like that just gives you more grace to a be like, I am entering percent. a week where I'm going to be more low energy. Yes. Yeah. So maybe this is not the week to schedule a class that I need to teach. 100%. Or... Because there is going to come a week when you where can. you are optimized for public speaking. Right. Yeah. Your energy is at its height. It's- your social, like you're physically drawing people in. I work my work schedules around my cycle. That's pretty amazing. It so is amazing. I block, I don't take interviews during like my low energy week because I know what it's like to drag myself through six interviews a week yeah. when I have no energy. Wow. It's oh, very interesting. It is. And it gives you grace for yourself. Yes. It gives you permission to say, this is my slow week. Mm-hmm. I am just going to clean house this week. I'm going to clean my email, my office. I'm just going to Take like nest. I'm going to nap. Exactly. The naps. Take the naps. Take naps this week. And then next week, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to be back because I'm rejuvenated. Exactly. Yep. I love that. I I love that too. Mm -hmm. I'm all about taking the naps. Me too. And there's a time when there's a week where I don't need a nap. You couldn't make me nap. Right. Mm -hmm. But then there's a week where every second I get, I'm laying on the couch. Right. (laughs) And if I can plan for that. Then it makes you not feel like you're letting yourself down. And I think we're focusing a lot on like the downside of it. But man, the upside of like knowing the week that I am killing it. Yeah. And still. Stacking that week. Right. I walk out that week like, <laughs> I just did this. Well, I mean, yeah. really, it's a, it's that's when I heard it on a podcast. It was about as a pro- productivity hack. That's why they were trying to teach that particular. So you do the things that you can do well in that time. But it also makes me think back to the Australia story. You can get a lot done in a short period of time if you plan for it. Yes. Exactly. I mean, yes. you just can. And, you know, even our business is so seasonal that we're coming off of a super busy summer and I could call it quits for the rest of the year and be okay. Right. I'm not going to because I don't feel like starting it up again and right. like, you know, all of that. But I'm not freaking out right now right. when I am don't have as many pendings in the queue. I don't have as many, 
buyers as I did this summer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm instead I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm slowing down. I can breathe. I'm going to clean out my database. I'm going to follow up with these people I haven't talked to in a while. Like embracing that it's okay, that business has slowed down a little bit and taking advantage of the downtime instead of being like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be busy again and my business is over. But you know what? It is so much the same thing. I'm just thinking about it. You have to trust the real estate cycle the same way you have to trust your own cycle. Your like body just, or your biz, the you, business cycle. It's just, it's going to come Absol- and go. I mean, my my business is extremely cyclical. What time of year is busier for you? I'm busy beginning of the year. Okay. Like, slammed. Like, wow. So for our listeners that don't know, tell oh. us about your yes. business. Magnolia Inc. is a branding and website design studio. So I help people build more than just a logo but a full established brand that is web presence it's social media presence it's um it's really everything you need to launch into or relaunch into your business sphere successfully that's awesome. And I could see how January would be that time and people are like, Everybody's I'm going to hit it a so new business. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be my year. Yeah. I need to change. And January is like our slow time. Right. Well, and summer is slow for me because mm-hmm. anybody that is going to be starting a business is home with their kids probably yeah. or it's just like summer is super slow, which I am thankful for because I'm home with my kids. Right. So you yeah. like the way it falls. Right. And so I pick up in August and I'm... I, I was going to ask with with real estate being cyclical, which I didn't realize it is. Do you take off, do you block off time that you're off? We I take off either Saturday or Sunday. No, I mean like a chunk of time for the whole like in the year. Are you oh. ever all, like do you take like a vacation that you're not like We vacation pretty regularly. Okay. She's good. I'm terrible. Okay. <laughs> I we went on a 3-night vacation during the summer and we'll go again in October. I mean, if I was smart, I would plan for it and set in January when it's slow or even mm-hmm. February. I mean, the real estate cycle doesn't start to go up until probably March. Okay. Mm-hmm. January and February are the months when as a realtor, if you didn't plan, you're going to be eating. Dying. You're yeah. not going to be having money for a vacation. Right. Yeah. But if you planned. It's the perfect it's time. It's the perfect time. Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. perfect time. See, I block off December. The okay. last three years, oh. I don't interview. I don't take clients. My birthday, we travel for Christmas. That's fun. I take the whole month. I can. I realize that not everybody can do that. I take the, the last three weeks. So I'm open the first week. And then, like, everything is closed. Mm-hmm. And it requires, but it's kind of like what you're talking about. I bust my butt from right. August to November. Right. Yeah. I mean, I am, like, yeah, boots on the ground the whole time yeah. to allow for a three-week break. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that sets you up, though, for success when you know your busiest time is coming? Like, you've really done a serious rest. Yes, I've done a serious rest. And because I'm not fielding existing clients and I'm not interviewing for my podcast, I can therefore devote attention and time to marketing and to the administrative side of onboarding new clients. December, end of December, when I'm closed... I start, they start to stack up. Yeah. So January starts to turn into like my next open date is April, right. May. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I start to, so I was yeah. booked through the summer, but I wasn't onboarding new clients okay. because nobody's starting a bit and they're not having the idea of, oh, I need to brand this, Right. but they got an idea in January and I didn't have an open spot until June. Gotcha. Because I take one client at a time. 
Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. How long is a typical process with one client? Three weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Alessa's cool. been through the process. I have been through the process. Look, I'm not going to lie. I sort of like, and Katie was my, 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 my um, <laughs> what were you? I don't know. Just like a, Psychic? Hey, check this out. Uh, yeah, like a well, sounding board. I am not creative. And I, the thought of even telling you what I wanted in a logo, I couldn't fill out the questionnaire. I was just like, I was like salivating at the questionnaire because I was like, like this Katie. is so fun. Yeah. I know. Like, I, I, I couldn't even type a sentence. And so it came out, I was like, what do I like? What do I, okay, there's this house I like. Maybe this house can be my logo. There's a New Orleans agent who has a house as a logo. I love it. Um, I'm just going to like use it. that. And I sent it to her. <laughs> I sent it to her, and we made a house logo. It was terrible. It wasn't bad. And, it was terrible. And she was paid, and we were done. And I couldn't do And it. she messaged me a week later and said, Alyssa, I just am not happy with your logo. I cannot even sleep at night. <laughs> I painted the, after After just being your friend, knowing you, knowing your heart, working on your website, all of that... <laughs> I have made a logo that I think is you. I hand-painted a tree. <laughs> I hand-painted a tree. Yes. And when she texted me that logo, I was like, that is it. That's, That's it. what it was supposed to be the whole, the whole time. time. Yep. And I was like, duh, it's supposed to be. Why couldn't I verbalize this? Why don't? But it's well, like, what you, you had. You knew. had said you very specifically wanted it to be a house. And I was like, okay. And then you <laughs> didn't want it to be a tree because you didn't want people to think that it was like a gardening business. I know. I was like, I'm not an arborist. <laughs> I love trees. Like, but you, but, but. <laughs> and that's like the hardest part of my job is when you, it's hard. <laughs> like, you have to give people permission. What they want. Use me well, as an example. I, I was telling you what, what I wanted, wanted right? but it was wrong. What I was telling you I wanted was wrong. Well, you're, yeah, I think you're, you have to be a brand therapist. Yeah. Oh, I'm a brand coach. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, and I think your original color palette, I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> like, I can't, we can't, can't do this. this. And that was not because you were my friend. I've done that. Like, my existing client is a physical therapist, and his, like, color, I was like, nope. <laughs> can't do it. We're not doing that. This nope. doesn't look good. This no. isn't what, this and isn't going to get you. There's so much, like, color psychology yeah. and like he wanted it to be like black Ugh. and gold and I was like we're not the but, saints like right. I, can't, <laughs> I can't do it like no <laughs> and now his color palette is like orange blue and like this really pretty gold and it's athletic and it's vibrant and it communicates his Sorry. heart of getting people out of pain and back into their athletic lifestyle and I was like just listen to me like right listen to me like, this is why you hired me right to exactly. like get to know you and hear so basically you took what I told what I said, but you didn't. Like, you took what... <laughs> you took all the things I didn't say because I didn't know how. I didn't know how to say who I was in my business and put it in a logo, which seems like so much pressure, and you're paying money, so you feel like you need to be really invested in it. And then at some point, it's like, no, she's the expert. I hired her. And at the end of the day, after we were closed out, done, and paid for, and you were like, you just texted me a picture of my... I- now logo. I think I texted you. I was like, "Hi." Yeah. <laughs> I did a thing. You did. And I, I'm sorry, but that's not your logo. I can't do it. Right. I we, think I literally told you I hated it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and um, and then you texted it to her, and I was like, "That's that's, that's it. it. That's like, it. 
That's the logo. Yes. Uh, well, you said something really funny, and that I, was very much like what she would have said. It was um, like, oh, it was. It was I'll like go, something I'll like, go. "I love this so much, it's stupid." Or yeah. like something like that. <laughs> and she was good. like, "Yes," and it's yes. just funny because now I'm like, now that it's I've had it for several months, I'm like. Duh. Yeah. Like, it's this so is my you. logo. This is exactly who I am. It's clean. It's simple. It's fresh. It's hand-painted by my friend. And I still haven't um, launched my website, but I'm working on it to, yeah. like, you know, announce it or whatever. But it's perfect. And so much more goes into branding than a logo. Oh, my gosh. And I didn't know that. And branding I think that's is the sort tip of, of the iceberg. I mean, lo- is, the logo is. Yes. I think that the whole concept of branding yourself is somewhat newer. I agree. It, especially in the real I estate world. I think it's world. new in the real estate world. Okay. Because <laughs> I mean, you got to brand new. yourself in the in business. Right. But actual physical. Right. Existing visual brand. Like consistency on your websites and your social media and your email signature and your social documents. Media. All well, of it. I mean, and what you choose to post. Like, it was probably two years ago when I was like, I'm going to give this Instagram, like, a, the good college try. I want to put more of, like, what I actually do every day out there. People are interested in kind of the behind the scenes of real estate, right? right. Like, why are we watching HGTV? Right. Even though that's not realistic, but we won't get into that. <laughs> um, and I, I really, that, my brand has evolved through what I have realized I love that also resonates with the audience. Which is so important that it's both. Right. So it isn't just the colors and the logo. and It's like, what is my actual message? Like, right. who am I as a person? Why, why does that work for me and for whoever it is that does want to follow me? Are you the one that does all the blue? Yeah, I got, I got yes. the navy. You do so well with that. Thank you. So well. Thank I think you. the first time you showed it to me, I was like, oh, she's good. <laughs> yes. But you there can it scroll is. back, and it's not well, always yeah. good, but yeah. it, and it evolves. So, it like, changes. you can change, and it sort of like flows into exactly. the next thing. I just changed my like podcast. Like, the I post about my podcast every week. I just changed it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's still very on brand. It's still very cohesive. Yeah. But it's just a little bit different because you evolve and you grow and you change and you learn what your audience like right. reacts mm-hmm. to and, mm-hmm. and is, you know, wants and is looking for and what, and then the, you go into the logistics. What gets reposted? Right. Yeah. What gets interacted with? What are people sharing? Shareable content is so freaking important yeah. in social media, you know? And so that's just a whole world. I have just been impressed with your level of professionalism. You have your your work boundaries in place. You say no when you need to say no. You are you have seasons, you time block, you have branding, you have consistency. Like you're just a really good example that realtors could implement because you're doing a lot of things that realtors are not doing. My and it's things explode. that we need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make for a good video. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just Thank you. There's so much, I mean, as realtors, as individual realtors, there's not a lot of specific branding. We need to be better with our boundaries. We need to be better with our work hours. And and the reason I wanted to bring Blake here is because she's not in real estate. This is an entrepreneur, a mom, right. a wife, and in order for her to successfully run her own business, she has to self-care, boundaries, be professional, why would we be any different? Right. You know, why right. why, why do we, we have, why are we texting each other at 11 o'clock at night? 
Right. Business stuff. Business, business stuff. Right. Like, that's ridiculous. No offense, but that's no, ridiculous. No, it's like, so ridiculous. Well, and you're... What other industry is doing that? Oh, I think more than you think. You think? I do. I, do. I mean, I think yeah. teachers struggle with boundaries. I think yeah. my husband is in the automotive business, and there are days where I'm like, hey, <laughs> get off your phone. Yeah. You're with your family. Yeah, I right. think it's pretty rampant. I'm, yeah. And I'm not saying that it's not, like, worse in the real estate no, business. No, because I do think that y'all are very at your client's beck and call. But I think that this is predominant. We allow them. It's a choice. It's a choice. Well, it's because all humans have their work email on their phone now. I don't have notifications on my email on my well, phone. That's really good. That's awesome. You are the example. Yes. We're going to look to you. My number one tip would be to turn take a week and turn notifications off on your phone. Okay. Turn social media, not text and like calls, but like turn social media off. Okay. Turn your email off. I don't know if there's like a real estate. Oh, anything that beeps on your phone. Or that shows up as a red badge. Okay. Yeah. Turn it off. I like that. And like set a time to check your email. Right. Right. And knock it out. So that set way you're time. not just like, oh, a red button. Let me go answer my well, email right now. Well, you're just constantly Logged connected. Yeah. You're constantly, mm-hmm. and like your body is doing fight or flight. Even though you may not be in distress, you're you're working. And so I, I, I mean, it's funny because the day that we're recording, I'm actually doing, this sounds so freaking annoying, <laughs> but I'm doing a like day in the life on my Insta stories because okay. people have oh. like asked for it. Which today? Sounds, yes. Wait, cool. today? Yes. Like today, like okay. I'm doing like. Can we be in your Insta story? Of course. Oh my gosh! When I'm done, when we're done recording, I will like take a picture and be like, "This is okay. what I did." Yeah. yeah. So like, so I fun. ate Chick Fil A in my car in your driveway from oh. like work to here, and I was like, "This is what I'm doing." Like so, right. I don't know why. Like it's weird. To well, they're curious. Like, how are you really doing it? What's the real truth? Right. Exactly. We don't, we don't want the glamour fakeness. And I don't remember why I brought that up now. Um. I don't know, boundaries, oh, and you were telling us to turn the notifications off. Turn the off. notifications off. So, like, I have, and again, this is this sounds like I'm tooting my own horn. I don't mean it to. I have a crap ton of notifications right now. Right. Because people are eating it up that I'm telling them about my day. I don't know why, but they're not showing up on my phone. That's now, if awesome. I open Instagram. They're all there. They're there. Waiting for you. Waiting for you. They have time. And I can knock them out chunks at a time because my DMs are a dumpster fire most of the time. And I just, I publicly apologize for my inability to keep up with it. <laughs> but, like... I, have, I wake up in the morning and eat my breakfast and drink my coffee and get my kids set up and I sit at my computer and I knock out a chunk of emails. Yeah. yeah. And then I get my kid on the bus and I take my kid to a carpool for the little one. And then while I'm like on my way, I listen to my podcast. And then when I get wherever I'm working, I knock out another chunk of email. Right. Because it, so it's not constantly in my face. Yes. Right. That's that would awesome. be my challenge. That would be step one. I like ending with a challenge. That, and I love, that was a great tip, a great challenge. That's perf- the perfect place to end that. That's awesome. Oh, that was so good. So at the end of every episode, we cheers and toast to somebody and to their success and to someone that's just awesome. So we do want to hear about your successes or if you want to nominate someone for us to toast to. But today... I'm so excited. I'm going to cry. I know. Who are we toasting to, Blake? My sweet, bestest friend, Jeanette Tapley, who is the producer of Hustle Humbly. She is also the producer of Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Yes. She runs It's Time for Coffee Productions. She also has her own podcast, which is It's Time for Coffee. She is the 
freaking best. She She's is like amazing. a little podcast guru. She's like, the best. I just she'll answer every single question with joy yes. and and like just so much excitement. She's amazing. And She's I love that we have three podcasters here that have worked with her. Yes. Yes. All together. Yes. Yay, Jeanette! It's for so you. Cheers to you, Jeanette. Cheers, Jeanette. Oh, Clink. I love it. And I'm gonna shameless pitch. She has a podcast course coming out. Oh. So if you have ever thought that you might want to start a podcast, go to her Instagram and you can get all the information for It's Time for Your Podcast. Oh, it's new time podcast for your course. Podcast. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Go check her out. Okay, bye y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode topic or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See y'all next week. Music bed.